0: Thank you for joining us for the fs Monroe podcast with pastor terrell turner our vision is that as we teach faith and love we can duplicate ourselves and lost others so open your heart now to receive the ministry of god's word today i want to start out and um, talk about something that i know would build your faith uh, it's the first thing god spoken to my spirit and uh, it's called lifting limits somebody say lifting limits There are a lot of things in our lives that come to limit us and keep us in a place of despair, keep us in a place of average, keep us in a place of staleness, but God did not call us as believers to be average. And for the simple fact that you've joined Faith Soldiers Word Ministries in Monroe, God did not call you to be average, but God has called you to live a life beyond limits. A life that is beyond the normal. A life that maybe you have not used to or maybe not have experienced yet, but after today, I believe you'll begin to tap that sweet place in life. Amen. Now, uh, what is a limit? <clears throat> a limit is something that binds. Something that holds you down. To confine you it is a prescribed maximum. Something that says you can't go past this point. For some people, their past is a limitation. If you never had a felony, you might not know what I'm talking about, but a felony can definitely be a limitation that says you can't get this particular job because this mark is upon your past. (laughs) Past history, past relationships can sometimes be a limitation. Remembering that old high school flame who jacked you up, but now you can't move forward because of the limitation that you experienced back in high school on the football field. Financial status could sometimes be a limitation. Credit score in the 400s might not be able to get you that new BMW in the natural that you want. So that can be a limitation. Walking through South Park Mall, you only got $100 in your pocket. But you see that dress in St. John's, it costs 700 Your $100 says you can't pay for that 700 That's a limitation. How do I move past these limitations? Time, education. I don't have a master's. I don't have a doctorate. My parents didn't go to the Ritzy Harvard clubs, how yeah, to move past limitations, things that come to confine us and come to constrain us. Well, the first thing we have to do is, number one, we got to think increase. Somebody say, think increase. think increase. Come on, say it again. Think increase. Think increase. Come on, say it again. Think increase. Think, increase. think increase. Turn with me to First Chronicles chapter 4 and let's get started in here. Amen. Let's get into God's word. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, we're going to start reading at verse 10. The Bible says there in Jabez, this old-time dude, Jabez called upon the God of Israel. How many of you had that time we had to call on God? He called on God saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. This coast was his limitation. This coast was his boundary. He said, Enlarge my coast, and your hand would be with me, that you would keep me from evil. You would not grieve me, and God granted him which he requested how many of you need God to grant you something you've been requesting he said now enlarge my territory enlarge my coast maybe his east coast was the sea and his west coast was the desert his north was the forest and his south coast was the mountains but he said I'm confined in this particular area I need you now to push me out stretch me out God and enlarge my territory if you want to move past where you are the first thing you got to do is you got to think increase you can't think small. you got to think big. Amen. you got to think that God is a big God. He's more. The Bible says he does exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that dwells on the inside of us. Yeah. He is a big God. Amen. Amen. Imagine if these two boys by the name of Orville and Wilbur Wright with this stupid, crazy idea that men could fly. Imagine if they thought small that, no, that's not possible. How many times were they laughed at or told that it can't be done, it'll never work. But they continued to press, they continued to go forward, and what they believed they saw in this dream that was on the inside of them, they thought big. And because of that, today, I can go now from Charlotte to New York in two hours and not 15. I can cross the Atlantic Ocean in, in eight hours instead of two months because they dared to dream big. And you've got to dream big. You've got to think big. You've got to see bigger than what you are right now. That God did not call me to just one car. I can have two. Yeah. I don't have to have a three bedroom. I can have four bedrooms that I enlarge your thinking. Don't think small, think big. Well, how do I do that? The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 23, to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that means that word renewal is a continual process. Every single day I've got to think on the promises of God. Every single day, maybe twice a day, maybe three times a day, maybe five times a day. However much it takes you to renew your mind, to align your mind with the will of God. That's how you begin to change your thinking. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Well, how is that? Because the way I think is how I speak. And I speak what I say, and death and life is in my tongue. What I say is what I think. So if I want to think differently, I've got to get my mind renewed by the Word of God. So, turn to your neighbor and say, think increase. increase. Tell him, think increase. The Bible says in Psalms 115, 14, the Lord will increase you. More and more. God has increased on his mind. He's not about small stuff. Now, I'm thankful for this place. I praise him for this opportunity. But I'm always thinking bigger. If you go in my office, there's a picture of our next building already. Think increase. I will not settle for here. I will not settle for, you know, 5, 10, 15. I thank God for that. But I don't want you to get discouraged because this is not what Facebook Monroe has been called to. Amen. They share a little with you about it. I can't go into detail, but there's been so much spoken over this ministry and also over my life. It's impossible for this to stay small. Amen. Yeah. It's yeah. impossible for Hallelujah. it to stay small. Yeah. So already think increased. Now, sometimes I have to be, you know, brought back down. Okay, all right, wait a minute. Because my vision is bigger and I, I, my, 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 my progress is bigger. But you can't keep a blessed man down. You can't keep somebody who is thinking about the vision of God. You can't keep him now. He'll always spring back up because there's vision on the inside of him. There's birth on the inside of him. There's anointing on the inside of him. There's life on the inside of him. So what do you think? How do you think? How do you see yourself? Do you say, well, I'm small. Do you say, well, I can't do this. I don't know. Maybe, sometimes, it might, in a little while, if I can, perhaps. Those are all thoughts of doubt. They're all thoughts of disbelief. And God can't move on that. God only moves on faith. Amen. That's so think big. Think bigger than where you are. How far? The Bible says that what you believe, he will do abundantly above that. Nothing is impossible, the Bible says, to those who believe. Amen. Nothing is impossible Nothing. to those who believe. Yeah. Do you believe today? Hallelujah. I mean, do you really believe today? You can have that dream. You can have that ministry. You can have that... That business, you can go back to school, whatever it is that you, is on the desires of your heart, you can do that. Yes. Obama said, yes, we can. Yes. 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 Amen. You can. Amen. But I'm 50 years old. It doesn't matter. See, you've got to change your thinking. That's right. Think bigger. Yeah. There's no limitation. We're talking about moving beyond limits. I don't care if you're 85 years young. Amen. You're just getting started. Moses didn't get called until he was 80 years old. Abraham didn't have a kid till he was 90. Come on. No, I'm not saying going to have a child, but I'm just saying God does crazy things. Faith is crazy to some people. It, it makes no sense. That's exactly what you want to be doing right now. I cannot see How is this possible? You you're right where God wants you to be. It makes no sense. I can't see it. I can't feel. I can't figure it out. That's exactly where you're supposed to be. It makes no sense to be walking on water right now. I'm a man. It's defined the laws of physics. It makes no sense. That's faith. That's moving beyond limitation. Praise God. So, abundance and supply increase. It's having more than enough, more than what you need. So don't ever allow any person. Don't allow, don't allow family members to, to I'll, I'll get on that, you know. With their poverty-stricken mentality, still back there in 1925 with the the tractor-trailer. We bless mom and grandpa and granddad, but you know what? God's called you out. He said he's called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. There's something special in you today, and you are here for a specific reason. There's a reason you're not at First United Methodist Church. There's a reason you are here today, because God wants to breathe something in you. There's an impartation he wants to put into your life today. Yes, sir. Somebody say, think increase. "Think increase." Come on, you got to dream big today. Yeah, you got to yeah. dream big. Yeah. You got to see yourself walking in destiny. Yeah. You got to see yourself driving that dream car. You got to see yourself go, go. to the lot and get inside it. Yeah. Sit down inside it. Get that new car smell. You just get it. Rub yourself all in it. Let's... All right. You got to think big. Amen. Don't ever say I'll never drive that car. One, no. Right now, think increase. Just drive up and down Wesley Chapel and see yourself in one of them houses. Can Just imagine yourself. Can you see? What do you expect to see? Expectancy. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You've got to get it in your heart. Get it in your eyes. I'm going to tell you something. I, I was driving after college. My parents got me a, my, my first car was a 1986 Toyota Corolla. Come on. My first car. And after I graduated college, uh, they got me a, a 2000, What was that, 2001 a PT Cruiser. Black on black, I thought I was a mobster, man. And so, uh, I had that car for a while, and I kind of got settled in. And I was, you know, young, fresh out of college. I was driving that car for a while. It was great. It was paid for. It. I didn't pay for it, so hey, <laughs> no car payment. <laughs> I won't argue with that. But I needed to express my faith. I needed to step out. I don't want to live on Daddy's coattail I need to get something for me. Something God blessed me with. And so, there's an infinity. Infinity G35, uh, four-door sedan, black-on-black coupe that I saw, and I wanted that car. I said, I want that, God. And the Bible says he gives us the desires of our hearts if we delight ourselves in him. It's not a sin for me to want a car. I I didn't backslide. I didn't go to hell. It's okay. All right, it's okay for you to want whatever you want. If you want a Nissan Maxima, you want a, a Volkswagen Beetle, hey, that might be your dream car. I've always wanted, hey, go for it. I want a 1957 Chevy, uh, whatever they call them, bad boys, but I want a classic, you know, Camaro just sitting there. Anyway. Yeah. So, what I did was I went to the website, I printed out a picture of that Infinity, and I put the interior picture on the inside of my PT Cruiser. That every single time I got inside of my PT, I was getting inside my Infinity. Yeah. And I did that for about six months. I'm here to tell you, Guess what's sitting outside in the car. So you got to see yourself. You got to see the end of your faith. You got to see it in the spirit before you see it in the natural. Amen? Amen. All right. So think increase. Somebody say it again. Think increase. increase. Number two, we got to desire the best. You want to move beyond where you are to where God has for you to go. You got to desire the best. It is not a sin because you want something better. In fact, you're in the will of God. You are so irritated right now. This is something's gotta be there's something better than this right now. That's God's spirit in you. Because he made you as a king and as a priest. You weren't made to live average on the earth. You weren't made for this little one bedroom apartment that I can't stuff and I Oh a, that's God's spirit at work in you. That He's pushing you to your next level. All right. Let's go to Proverbs chapter ten. Proverbs chapter ten. We are lifting limits today. Your life will never be the same today. Hallelujah. Along those lines of increase, I don't know how many women, maybe maybe Steve already, Artie, uh, or my man over there, does this. Uh, but my mom uh, plants flowers. Uh, she has a green thumb. She's very good at that. And uh, when I was at home, she would have roses in the house or... Uh, I don't know names of flowers, but a flower. And then, <laughs> she'd have some flowers in the house. And she'd have them in a pot. And every now and then she would get a bigger pot. We'd go to Michaels and she'd get a bigger pot. And she said, Well, son, I'm about to replant my flowers. Well, as a guy, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why are you going to take it out of a pot and put it in a new one? You've already got a pot. Thinking one dimensional. Well, my mom, she had explained to me, well, son, the roots have grown, and they have nowhere else to grow. And she said they've got to be put into a bigger pot so they can stretch. Otherwise, my flower's going to die. And some of you today have stretched as far as you can stretch today. And you have gone as far as you can go. And I'm here to uproot you today and put you in your bigger pot today so you can grow and increase. Amen? <laughs> In Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 24, the Bible says, The fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous. Are there any righteous people today? Hallelujah. The desire of the righteous shall be granted. It might not be granted, but it shall be granted. What do you desire today? The Bible promises it shall be granted unto you. It may take a little bit. I don't know the timing. I don't know how it's going to be coming, but it shall be granted unto you. There may be opposition that come. There may be storms to come. But let me tell you, I feel the anointing now. It shall be granted unto you. It, the Bible says that yet a little while after this, the promise shall come upon you. Do not be weary and well doing. But after due season, you shall witness if you faint not. In fact, that word season, I was coming in the morning on the way in. And the, God was just reminding me of the seasons, how we're in fall right now. And in North Carolina, we experience all four seasons, summer and fall and spring and winter and don't ever despise the season you're in you might be in winter today things might seem cold things may seem frozen today but don't you worry because spring is coming you might be in spring today and there might be little buds and things but don't you worry because summer's gonna come and you're gonna experience the sunshine april showers bring mayflowers you might be in fall today you might be experiencing harvest and that's good for you too but you need to Take some harvest and and, and store some. So don't despise what season you're in. You will reap if you don't faint, if you don't quit, if you don't give up in spite of the opposition, in spite of the negativity, in spite Satan hitting you after morning, after morning, day after day, night after night. You can't quit. You can't give up. You've got to hold on and know that God is God, that his word is true, that what he said will surely come upon your life. Desire the best. What do you dream? What is your desire? What is your dream? What do you desire today? What do you imagine? When you are at home alone and you're in the bed and it's by you by yourself or you and your husband or whoever it is. No, no. When you and your husband. What do you see? Where do you see yourself? Tell it you. Where do you see yourself in five years?
1: Tell it Where do
0: you see yourself in 10 years? That's good. Where do you see yourself? How are you going to get there? Jesus. got to get there through and by the promises of God. Yeah. You know, I was, I was 11 years old. I was outside. I was playing. And at that time, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. And I had a relationship with the Lord. And, and I, at that time, was outside playing at our house. And I looked up, and I'm not exaggerating, but I really saw the heavens open up, the clouds. And that's why it was one of my favorite pictures of the clouds. And, The heavens opened, the glory just appeared, clear as day. It's an open vision. I, I saw the Lord. I saw, I couldn't see His face, but I saw brightness, and I saw His silhouette come through, and I saw the saints, and I saw the angels, and I heard heavenly music, and I just really heard God speak and said, you know, when I come back, I don't want you in surgery, I want you preaching my word. Come on. And I went and I told my dad, and it was my first experience of hearing and really experiencing God at that age. And uh. That was, what was that? 20 years ago. I'm only 31. But I've gone through school and I've gone through work. And this is a result of me never giving up Come on. on what I believe God spoke into my heart. A day where Satan never wanted to happen. I give God the praise and I give God the glory. Hallelujah. You can't ever quit. Amen. You can't give up. Can't you can't look at your pregnant circumstance because not what God spoke of your life. Your present is not your past and your present is not your future. Amen. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Dream big. Dream big. Dream big. He is well able to do it. And the reason why you're dreaming that is because he put it in you to fulfill your destiny. You didn't think about wanting to sing in ministry. I mean, who wants to do that? You didn't think about, I want to have a carpentry business or I want to do an accounting. That wasn't your idea. God put that in you so that you would fulfill his will for your life. Amen. So dream big. Don't just uh, don't just dream one business. It's not just one, two, three, four. It doesn't stop. We may start with one, but that's not the end. God, He's He's bigger, bigger. If you can dare to dream it, if you'll dare to step out, He won't let you fall. He won't let you go to, to 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 mockery. All right. Now number three. Keep on going. I'm a think increase. I'm a dream big. I'm going to talk big faith. Come on, punch your neighbor and say, talk big faith. (laughs) faith. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Talk big faith, Hebrews chapter 10. Y'all getting anything? If you're not, I'll be quiet and we'll go ahead and go home. I talk big faith. Well, I understand all that, but what am I doing right now? What, what about right now when I leave that glass door? What, what about my present situation? I'm going back to some bills. I'm going back to some debt. I got $7,000 in credit cards. I got student loans, and, and my kids are all out of whack. And, and what do I do right now? We're, what you're doing is you're ignoring point number one. You've got to think increase. You've got to renew your mind. You can't talk about the problem. You've got to talk about the promise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My dad's always said, he's always said, in the midst of the promise, you hold on to God's word. In the midst, while you wait for your healing manifested, you hold on to God's word. While you wait for that husband or that wife, you hold on to God's word. While you wait for the manifestation, you hold on to God's word and you never let it go. Ever, 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 you never let it go. For two solid years, I walked around with a piece of paper in my pocket with about 50 scriptures on it holding on to what god promised me holding on to what god promised my family holding on to what god promised me as an individual never let it go never let it go hold on to god's word now in hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 let's all read that together as one accord uh, hebrews 10 23 you guys ready y'all ready yeah i don't hear this side y'all ready all right hebrews 10:23. ready and go let us hold fast. Why don't I waver? Why don't I quit? Why don't I give up because he's faithful? Why, don't I, why do I continue to dream big because he's faithful? Why don't I listen to the opposition because he's faithful? I don't allow anybody to speak against what God's put in my heart. Why? Because he is faithful. So therefore, I won't waver. Now, you can't be up and down. You can't be in and out. Well, one day I, I want my husband and the next day... Men suck. I can't be well. One day I want a Mercedes. The next day I want a BMW. The next day I want a Corvette. and now I want that. Now I want a Toyota. Ooh, I like this. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I'm in the scripture. So, you can't waver. You got to stay with it. When it's five people. When it's 25 people. When it's 125 people. When it's 25,000 people, I can't waver. Right. I've got to stick with what God told me. Whether it was one person in here, I, I'm going to come in here, I'm going to preach, and we're going to release the power. I preach in here when y'all not here. Amen. So it don't even matter. Amen. Come on. Those who dream big, talk big. Yeah. Amen. When I come around you, how you doing today? Man, uh, God is a blessing. You know, he was showing me this, that, and the other, and I'm going to do this, and this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 blah. That's somebody who's, who's, who's dreaming big. That's somebody who's thinking big. That's somebody who's going big. There's something alive on the inside of you. Are, are, are you birthing anything? What is your faith doing? What is your faith moving you to? Well, I, I just don't know if I can. Well, you never will. I just, I don't know if I want to, but there can be no buts. When Peter said, hey, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And Jesus said, come. He didn't say, well, do you think I can? maybe sometimes no he stepped out and he began to walk and as long as he kept his eyes on the word he was fine but as soon as he looked at his circumstances as soon as he looked at that credit card statement and said oh he began to sink and you'll begin to sink when you allow your bank card statement to dictate where you are you can't allow and I'm not talking stupidity but you can't allow your, your bank statement to dictate who you are. Yeah. Yeah, truth. So true. Go on down there anyway and just see if God will do what he said he'll do. Amen. Because most of the time, if you're walking in faith, you're not going to have the money anyway. Yeah, the you're not going to have the resources anyway. Yeah. You're not going to qualify anyway. Amen. That's where you want to be. Yeah. I don't want what I want. I want what God wants. Yeah. Because when he does it, what God puts together, no man can bring it a Sunday. It's not just marriage.
1: Come on.
0: So just, just try step out. I'm pushing you today. Just step out. Just try. Try God. Try, see what he will do. See if he's not faithful. He said, prove me, test me, try me. See if I'm not God. See if I won't. See if my promise does not work. See if I'm not the God of El Shaddai. See if I'm not more than enough. See if I'm not Jehovah, Java the Lord provides. See if I'm not Jehovah, Shammah, your ever-present God. Come see if I'm not Jehovah, Shalom, your peace. Come on and see. Step over out of religion. Step over out of your past and come on over to the good side. Because over here, there's faithfulness. Over here, there's joy. Over here, there's peace. Over here, there's tranquility. Hallelujah. Will you dare to step out today? Will you become a faith Soldier? Yes, Lord. <laughs> not an occult, but I really want you to see what you're a part of today. Yeah. that you're here to do great things. It doesn't matter about your past. It doesn't matter about your past fails or hurts. Those were all stepping stones to get you right where God has you today. Come on to you. And right here today we'll launch you to your future. Yes, the Bible says he sees the end from the beginning. God's already been in your future. Yes. He worked it all the way out. He came back to your present to move you to your future. Yes. You've got to trust him, though. You've got to obey him, though. You've got to think increase and do these things today to get there. Amen? Amen? So talk big faith. Faith will guard you. Faith will keep you. Faith will cause you to see the end. Faith will get you away from all opposition. By faith, the Bible says we stand. The Bible says the just shall live by his faith. Not daddy's faith, not mom's faith, not bishop's faith, but the just shall live by his faith. Amen. In this church, we're going to teach you how to live by your faith. Pray for my house. No, pray for your own house. Pray for my children. Pray for your own kids. I want you to know. Now, I'm not diminishing the faithful ministry gift. But we're going to duplicate ourselves and lost others. And we're going to train you and teach you how to take your own hands and pray over your own children. Amen. Because when you can't get a hold of the pastor, you need to have your anointed just like I'm anointed. Amen. I got to go to God just like you got to go to God. I got, if I don't pray, I'm not going to get anointed. Amen. If I don't pray, my bills don't get paid. If I don't you. step out in faith, my life gonna get jacked up. Amen. I'm just a living example of what God will do. Amen. I'm going to teach you how to do it. Amen so that you can experience God's favor. I'm not the only one who's going to be driving nice cars or wearing nice clothes. No, we're going to see that happen in your life. Amen. That's why we're here, to make an impartation and a deposit into your life. Yes. Now, we're going to teach you how to, now what you do is up to you. That's right. Sir. We're going to give you the information. That's right. We're going to plant the seed. Mm-hmm. But you're responsible for watching it water and watching it grow. To so talk big faith. We're faith people. Amen. We're not moved by what we see. Amen. We're not moved by the circumstance. We walk by faith. Well, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, what does that mean? Faith is substance. It's tangible. It's something you can hold on to. When it looks like all hope is lost, my faith, I hold on to my faith. What is faith? It's action. Faith without corresponding actions is dead. So faith is not hope. Hope is my expectation. Hope is what I long for. It's not trust. Trust is my belief. Trust is knowing that what God's work is is true. Trust is knowing that what God's word is, It will come to pass. My faith is me doing it. For instance, if I am experiencing pain in my body, I'm experiencing some pain in my hips. I don't feel like getting out of bed. I feel like staying in the bed today. Well, my belief is that by his stripes I am healed. My hope is that I will walk without pain. My faith is is getting up out the bed and beginning to walk. That's my faith in action. Despite the pain, despite the rain, I'm going to come on to church anyway. That's my faith in action. And once you step out in faith, you'll receive the promise. All right. Y'all with me? Those who dream big, talk big. Look at Mother Joseph. Joseph was crazy. What do you think you are? We we just Hebrews talking about you're going to reign over us. You're going to become a king or a priest. You ain't nobody plus you the baby. And in that tradition, there's no way he would ever become king because he wasn't the oldest. He wasn't second in line. He wasn't third in line. He was 12th in line. Now, his problem was he was talking to the wrong people. I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's all right. We'll get there. Uh, One of my points is you got to get away from the wrong people. you got to get around the the right people. If you want to move limitations, I'll go ahead and go there you got to get around the right people. That's my next point. Now, it might be hurtful at some point to your flesh. It might be difficult. But you might have to cut off mama. Your mama don't want to go with you. Mama can't come with you. You may have got to cut off grandmama. She don't understand what God's doing in your life. But you know what? I love you, but you know what? i got, I got to walk this thing out. God called Abraham in Genesis 12, Get out of your country. Get out of your kindred to a land I'll show you. He didn't tell him where he was going. He didn't tell him what the land looked like. He didn't even tell him what direction to go. He just said, pack up and get out. And then I'll bless you. But you got to step out and then I'll bless. You got to get away from people who don't talk like you talk, who don't think like you think, who don't act like you act. Got to cut them off. off. Why? Because they'll either hinder your vision or they'll propel you to your vision. So the people around you today, are they helping you fulfill your assignment? Are they helping birth what's on the inside of you? Are they sucking you dry? Do you have Jonas in your life, people in your boat who are causing the storm? Because there's some storms that we didn't cause. There's some storms the devil didn't cause. The there's some storms God didn't cause. There's some storms, uh, storms Cousin Pookie caused. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Ray Ray caused them. And you can't allow that to come into your boat. That's right. So true. So get around the right people. Yeah. I don't know how I got on there. We'll, we'll get there. But yes, yeah, that's how I got there. Joseph, he talked big. Nehemiah. To build a wall of Jerusalem and he's in captivity. It sounded crazy. Now let me tell you about Nehemiah and church folk again. Y'all thought I was crazy. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit weaves all this stuff in. <laughs> Nehemiah believed that, you know what, I want to see God's house built, yeah. I want to see my homeland restored. Yeah. He wasn't even talking about himself, he's talking about God. Yeah. He's talking about doing something for the kingdom of God. And he had church folk. To come against him he had two three guys to sabotage him to manipulate and try to intentionally keep him from doing the will of God now there's going to be some people in this process that are going to come against you so we talked big faith my next point is to hang with Abraham get around the right people let's go to Genesis chapter 13 turn back to Genesis 13 Hang with Abraham. My dad would say this, he'd say, Who you with? <laughs> Look at your name and say, Neighbor! Neighbor. Who you with? Who you with? <laughs> Represent South Side, East Side, Hampshire Hills. Where's Charlotte the Dub? Bronx, wherever you're from, I don't know. (laughs) I can't really say anything. Valentine, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Hang with Abraham Genesis 13. And Abram went out to Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, somebody say, and Lot with him. And Lot with him. Well, now, who was Lot? Lot was his nephew, okay. Anybody got nephews? All right. Are they good nephews or are they like bad nephews or good nephews? All right. <laughs> so his nephew went him into the south. And Abram was what? Y'all with me, verse 2? Very rich. Abram was what? Very rich. Very rich in cattle and those are cars, okay? I mean, unless you got a farm. Maybe you want a farm. I don't know. That might be your desire. You can have a farm. And maybe you want some cows and some horses. Praise God for you. But, you know, he was very rich in cattle in those days. There would be cars, very rich in silver. We, we, can, we can still have silver today. And in gold, we can definitely have gold today. I think gold is like $1,600 an ounce today. So, amen. And he went on his journey from the south, even unto Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been uh, at the beginning, unto the place of the altar, which he made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Verse 5, and who? Lot. Who? Lot. Who was Lot? His nephew. His nephew went with Abraham, and he had what? Lot. He had flocks and herds and tent, and the lamb was not able to bear them that they might dwell together, for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. Now, God called Abram in Genesis 12. God didn't call Lot. God called Abram. God didn't call Lot. But Lot was very rich in cattle. He had flocks and he had herds. Well, how did he get flocks and herds? Because he was with Abram. He decided to go with Abram. Now, evidently, Abram had some other family members, but only one chose to go with him. Never thought about that. Abram had other family members, but one chose to go with him. And because of that, he decided he had overflow he had <laughs> he had herds and he had goats and he had some sheep he had some cows too now this is called the blessing through association yeah. Yeah. that whoever i'm associated with what's on them rubs off upon me That's right. who are you under and the blessing flows from the head down as the blessing comes from the head it also flows upon you yeah. you have been associated with this ministry what's attached on this ministry now begins to flow into your life. Some of you have already, already seen that. Some of you already experienced that. So you're associated with, you are a product of your environment. Well, I'm not experiencing increase. You might be in the wrong place. I'm not going anywhere in your job. Well, you might be in the wrong place. I'm not telling you to quit. I didn't say that. Just saying you might be in the wrong place mm-hmm. because you will flourish where you're planted. Yes, sir. Get around the right people. It is so critical, so important. The people you surround yourself with are going where you're going yep. or they have gone where you're trying to get to. Amen. So that means you might have to cut off a relationship. It may mean you have to let, you know, uh, Ray Ray go. Tell the truth. I know Ray Ray is nice and he's built and he's all of that, and you know, but Ray Ray not saved. Amen. Amen. Tell the truth. He professed Christ, but he don't live Christ. Now, someone has what you need somebody has what you need we're not an island nobody can do it by themselves but somebody has what you need you've got to get around that person and find out you are three people away from your the person to get you to your destiny you're three people away from a millionaire did you know that three people away you know somebody and that somebody knows somebody and always is is a connection one of the greatest lessons uh, I've learned a lot of lessons from my dad uh, from some friends, but one of the lessons I learned professionally, I was in Sao Paulo, uh, Brazil, and I had a friend. His name was Chip, or his Chip, and Chip was our sound man. And uh, his dad's a pastor, and Chip was talking about his life, and he was saying, you know, my dream was to always, uh, as a little kid, uh, was to mix audio for SportsCenter on ESPN. For ladies, ESPN is a sports network, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And SportsCenter... Is there show uh, at six o'clock and eleven o'clock that shows all the highlights from sports? Uh, for guys, it's it's like I don't know, whatever show y'all like, The View, I don't know, whatever, no, <laughs> Lifetime, whatever. So uh, his dream was to mix the audio for Sports Center. It's really huge, and uh, he was talking about how his trust in God and how that. For him, his big day was when he got a chance to mix audio for sports in the, in the truck. And he was saying, you know, Terrell, what you want to do is you want to, your phone, you want to build your contact list out of somebody who can solve a need. That whenever you have a need, there's somebody on your contact list you can go to and immediately get that problem solved. And that's how I've tried to build people on my phone. And that's i going to get my address book, what for? Oh, give me your number, child. Why? Now, I'm not coming against friends. I'm not coming against, you know, hanging with the girls. But it's got to be purpose. It's got to be an assignment. Who are these in your, in your life? Are they just, uh, every time you go to the mall, you've got to pay? Do you always have to be the one to cover the meal? It's time for the boys to have a Super Bowl party and they just bring the ice? <laughs> those are wrong. Those, not, those are not real friends because friends will always pour back into you. So get around the right people. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, we've got to hurry now. All right, uh, number five. Be a big giver. Amen. All right, praise God. Don't choke on this. Proverbs 11. Proverbs chapter 11. Somebody say, be a big giver. Be a big giver. Proverbs chapter 11. Breaking limits. Moving down limitations in our life. I've got to be a big giver. One of the greatest ways, the quickest ways, and the surest ways to break a limitation it's to now become a big giver. Yep. Proverbs chapter 11. You guys there? Yeah. Proverbs 11, verse 24 through 26. It says there, there is that scattereth and that increases. And there's that who withholds. There's a person who keeps, who doesn't sow. Uh, he withholds more than is, he's supposed to, and that person lends to poverty. we got two people. we got one person who scatters and he sows and he, he, he lends and he, he continues to sow. The Bible says that that person will increase. But then there's a guy who withholds. He keeps to himself, and that person lends to poverty. Now, not talking about anybody, but if there's poverty in your life or there's poverty or scarcity... According to this scripture, it's because you're withholding more than you're supposed to. Tell the truth. If there's any area of lack in my life—lack of joy, lack of peace, lack of love in my relationships—it's because I'm 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 being selfish. Tell the truth. Ooh. Tell the truth. Come on. So that means if I'm not having enough love in my relationship with my spouse, it's because I'm the one not giving love. Come on. If I don't have enough money to meet this particular need or his bills because i am I'm holding on to too much and I'm supposed to okay, he says in verse 25 but the liberal soul shall be made fat now he's not talking about overweight he's talking about uh harvesting fat your the those those harvest baskets being full and he that water shall also himself be watered that means to be replenished now the message translation This is why I love translations a little bit the message translation puts it in today's <laughs> language he says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Wow. It's pretty simple. Yeah. So when I release my seed, I become larger and larger. Yes. <laughs> when I hold on to my seed, I get smaller and smaller. You've got to become a big giver. You've got to determine I'm going to become a big giver. I think I already put my, my, my offering up. I have to unlock it. Now, I'm not talking about anybody. I don't know what anybody here gives, so don't take anything personally, nor am I shooting anybody down. Now, this one this wasn't the only thing in my offering. I got to check in here. But these aren't big givers. This doesn't get it done. Why? Because what does a dollar represent? Now, this might be all you have. In that case, you're the lady with the two mites. In that case, this might be big faith for you. Amen. And I'm not shooting you down. But when I have a hundred of these, and I give one of these, that's not even the tithe. Tell the truth. I got a hundred dollars in my pocket, and I just gave one. I gave God peanuts. I was like, whatever. I spat in his face. Amen. Amen. If I want to see limitations break off in my life, I've got to get past this. In fact... Let me teach you about this in the practical sense. This isn't even a dollar. This is a piece of paper. I'm not going to get political today, but since a certain someone came into office, (laughs) we are now $14 trillion in the debt. This is not backed by gold anymore. There's not enough gold in the world to cover $14 trillion. This only works because of faith. That when I give you this, you believe. That's a dollar. This is worthless. Uh (coughs) So why do we sweat and worry about this? Hmm. Why is it so hard to release this? Well, it's just paper. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. If you want to see the unlimited supply of God manifest in your life, you've got to get past this. Now, five, not big giver. Now, I'm not saying you got to come out here and give $20,000 every single week. You want to start somewhere. And if this is where you start, praise God But <laughs> well, we don't stay here. Amen. Right. Psalm 115, my first point, what was my first point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. what was it? Say it with boldness. What's the first point? Increase. So, even in my giving, I want to increase my seed.
1: Amen.
0: When I increase my seed, I increase my territory. Yeah, when I increase my territory, I can expand more. I can do more. I can go more. I can go farther. I got to become a big giver. It means there's no limitation on what I'll give. That God cannot ask of me anything that I cannot release. <clears throat> Determine that I want to be a big giver. I want to finance God's kingdom. It takes money. The gospel is free, but it takes money. Takes finances. There's air and there's lights and there's there's outreaches and there's missions and there's there's needs that have to be met. It takes a lot to do the gospel. Radio and television and internet and and all kind of stuff. There's so much you wouldn't believe. Those envelopes cost money. The carpet costs money. Cutting the grass costs money. Planting flowers costs money. Uh, those banners. We're gonna get some more. But those pictures cost money. Microphones cost money. The computers. All these things cost money. So I want to be a big giver to help God's kingdom become established on the earth. It's not just about me. You cannot sow, ladies and gentlemen, more than God can increase you. I say it again. You cannot sow more than God can increase you. (coughs) Sow unlimited, increase unlimited. I'm limited in my giving. I limit God's ability to increase me. So you want to determine that I'm going to be a bigger giver that I'm going to take my giving to the next level. Taking your giving to the next level takes you to your next level. Your level is directly connected to your seat. Why is that? Why does God do that? Because John 3, 16. Because God so loved the world that He gave. Understand that our Father loved us, that He gave us His best. He gave us Himself. And God is teaching us how to get things done. He gave to get a harvest. Us, you and I, are His God's harvest. So we must also give back to God. Amen. Amen. All right. Giving increases me because now I expect it. I'm gonna tell you something. When you got harvest out, we got seed out. You best believe you're expecting to see the harvest. Now, somebody who's not talking about their harvest, they hadn't got no seed in the ground. How you doing today, sister? I'm telling you what. I'm believing God for some things, buddy, because I got some seed out and I need to see that now that's walking and living by faith Amen. you know when you got some serious stuff when you gave your last twenty dollars and you gave it all and it's like okay god I, you got to show up now because hey i ain't got nothing else in the natural but that's a lifestyle of faith and that's when you begin to see the hand of god move and i talked about that car but that car manifested and there were some things that God moves in my life because I'm a giver. Amen. And things just don't happen to people. Things are always happen to people who live and who love God. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and move forward. The last thing here, we talked about that song and in increase. the last point is to live before God. Turn to Genesis chapter 28. Genesis 28. This is a story about Jacob. And in Genesis 28, the Bible says there uh, in verse 10, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted or he came upon a certain place. He tarried or he stayed. Why did they say he stayed there all night? Because the sun was set. Verse 12, And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set upon the earth. The top of the ladder was in heaven. And behold, angels of God were going up and going down. And behold, the Lord stood above the ladder and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, the God of Isaac. Verse 14, "Uh, Well, And to thee I will give this land. To your seed, And your seed shall be as the dust of the earth and shall spread abroad the west. He's talking about, again, enlarging territory. And you shall be blessed. Verse 15, And behold, I am with you and will keep you in the places where you go. I won't leave you I, until I have done what I have spoken of you. Let me tell you, God will not leave you. He will hold on to you until he accomplishes what he has spoken into your life. So we can be assured today. And you can rest today knowing God is not done with you yet. He's not through with you yet. And Jacob woke up out of his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. So my last point is, you know, living before the presence of God. There's increase in the presence of God. Maintaining and developing and cultivating a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because now the Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead and direct us into all truth. And so now the Holy Spirit's going to give me clarity concerning some things. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, he's my connection between God the Father and the things that are going on in life. The Holy Spirit, he, he's the bridge. Mm-hmm. And in John 14, Jesus said, I'm going to send you the comforter. Yeah. So he is a gift from, from God. Holy Spirit's not a jiggle. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't somebody foaming off on the mouth going, oh, we got the Spirit. The Spirit, we're waiting for the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was sent 2,000 years ago. We don't have to wait for the Spirit. The Spirit of God rests on the inside of you. He is in you. He that is with you, John said, shall be in you. The Holy Spirit, he is a way maker. The Holy Ghost, he is, he is the third person of the Trinity. He is the revelator. He, he reveals the perfect will of God to my life. And as I become filled with his spirit, as I begin to pray in other tongues, as I allow my life to be yielded to the Spirit of God, now I walk in God's perfect will for my life. And he'll begin to say, hey, don't do this. Okay, go here. Okay, you don't want to do that one. You want to do this one. Okay, don't do not do that job. Do this one. You'll begin to hear instructions from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and now you begin to see your limitations where once you were limited, you see, uh, what you can do as a mere man, I can do better by the anointing. Amen. Amen. And so what happens is, you were telling me this yesterday, uh, what you didn't qualify for, I can have a job that I don't have only a, a GED for. When I'm around doctors and lawyers and and folks who have PhDs, I can now go in that same area because I'm graced with the anointing. And what it took you 15 years to get in the PhD, I got in two weeks through and by the Holy Ghost. It's a, it's a fair advantage to, to, to those who walk by the Spirit of God. So um, realize that, that there's power available to you. There is power resident on the inside of you. You got to tap that power. Yes. Sir. I mean, Holy Spirit, every day, yield yourself to His leading, yield yourself to His influence. Hold, what, what are we doing today, Holy Spirit? Mm. Benny Hand wrote a book. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, Holy Spirit, where are we going today? Mm. Yeah. Now I'm saying, I ain't saying become kooky and and everything is ooh ooh ooh. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, have a consciousness of His presence. Yes. That He is with you at all times. Yeah. That's and good. so, Holy Ghost, where are we going? Okay. Holy Ghost, what, what are you saying? What am I? What am I doing now? Where are we going? In your life, with your children, with your family members. Holy Ghost, I have, you can't do it. You may think you can, but you'll get stuff jacked up in a heartbeat.
1: <laughs>
0: There's no way I can preach. There's no way I can stand up here and breathe God's life into you, and you can receive that except the Holy Spirit be upon me and, and reside upon me. There's no way you can function. In your life as a husband, as a wife, as a daughter, as a son, as an employee, as an employer, there's no way you can fulfill God's plan for your life if you don't yield yourself to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You want to move beyond limitations, you want to move beyond mere ability, get anointed. How do I do that? I spend time in God's presence. I read God's word, I meditate God's word, I worship God, and He fills you with His presence, He fills you with His Spirit. He puts his might. He puts his ability upon you. Amen? Well, I want you to close your eyes for a moment. And I just want you now to dream big. What do you expect to see? Where do you see yourself? Move beyond where you are. Move beyond increase. Heavenly Father, I pray right now that as your people have come to this place, God, I pray that something was said. A seed was planted. Something encouraged, motivated, pushed beyond where they are to where you've called them in the name of Jesus. God, the dreams, the plans, the thoughts, the desires they have, I pray now that you begin to push them to those areas in the name of Jesus. God, I call forth this destiny. I call forth these plans. Come forth now in the name of Jesus. God, they will not be afraid to step out in faith. They will not be afraid to step out and begin to do. God, cause them to see themselves as you see them, and that's more than a conqueror, as kings and priests, as victorious in the name of Jesus. I call these dreams alive and forth in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. 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 Thank you for joining us today. We always appreciate to hear how God is moving in your life. No matter where you are in life, we'd love to hear your story. Please visit fsmonero.org. Also, if the message you heard touched your life and you would like to support this ministry financially and make a difference around the world, you can do so by visiting fsmonero.org and click on the Give link. We thank you.